Well, everyone has gone crazy quarantining for so effing long. It's been forever. And now, I boom, cut the track. We're talking about some real quarantining here tonight. We're talking about the lighthouse. That's right. Robert Pattinson. We're talking Willem Dafoe. Two men stuck in a lighthouse going insane. It's all happening on a very Don't You Harm a Seaburn edition of the review review. Hey, welcome to the Review Review, a show where two small town dudes give your big dumb opinions. I am Chord of the Max Extreme. And I'm Ephraim! <laughs> <laughs> and hey, my fiance just walked in! <laughs> oh, what great timing! I know, right when we start. I don't know why you're surprised by <laughs> Do we want to just start over or why you want to keep going? Uh, let's keep going. All right, we're going to keep going. We're also being joined live here via his own studio by Dinosaur Neil. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, Dinosaur Neil, let me get this straight. You have not, in fact, watched this movie. Oh, hey, Neil. Hey, hello. <laughs> uh, if what I what's this show about? I've watched The Simpsons. Uh, we are not reviewing The Simpsons, but we could talk about The Simpsons. You want to talk about The Simpsons? No. All right. <laughs> uh, we are talking The Lighthouse tonight, folks. Ever heard of it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> What is this show even done? What are we doing here? <laughs> um, so, yeah, right, we're going to get that top of the hour. Don't worry, if you haven't seen it, Neil, you can hop off at any point in time, because we pretty much <laughs> drug you into this, gagged and bound. Uh, yeah. We just like your company, Neil. Yeah. Thank we you. Just, we just Thank like you. your third-party opinion. Well, I tell you what, I've got news. Um... <laughs> So, I'll have at least something. Thank Cool. <laughs> Thank God. That would be amazing. Well, why don't we just jump into some news while we're at it? While we have the subject at hand of news and that you have it, why don't we do it? Uh, <laughs> I've got some news right here. HBO Max coming out end of the month, May 27th. Uh, now, some people have asked me, one specifically, Ghost Hunter Dave... If I have HBO now already, and I'm paying already the same price, do I automatically get HBO Max? Well, the answer is complicated, because if you pay HBO directly, yes, you will automatically be updated to HBO Max. But if you pay a third party, such as Amazon or Roku, no, you will not be upgraded to HBO Max. Also, if you are an AT&T subscriber through cable, you will also be upgraded to HBO Max because it's a perk of the thing. But if you have any other cable program, no. And if you have HBO through your cable provider and have HBO Go, you also do not get HBO Max. 
It is a very complicated thing for a very easy thing that should be fixed. And yet, I had to read an entire huge, long, complicated article in order just to give Dave a yes or no question. Or yes or no answer, rather. Because I am also curious about it. And I have one answer of I don't know. <laughs> that, sounds like the, that sounds like the perfect semblance of you and Dave's relationship. <laughs> It does. I have one question. Yeah. Is HBO Max and HBO Now different? Yes. <laughs> HBO okay. Max is the new thing coming out, which has a ton of Warner Brothers movies, uh, like the Warner Brother catalog, all lumped in with HBO, and they have their own like HBO independent series and stuff. But it's now, like Troy, I'm stealing HBO Go from my parents. Do I get HBO Max? Um, unfortunately, no, you do not get HBO Max. The question I want answered is, do I get HBO Max? <laughs> and uh, the answer to that is also no. <laughs> I pay through my Roku to get HBO now, so I'll have to cancel my subscription to renew a subscription to get HBO Max. Does that clear everything up for everybody? Enough. Great. Yeah. I'm glad I could be here tonight to do that for you, folks. Thank you. Thank you. I'll stick to crackle. Thank you. Very much. <laughs> oh, perfect. Very good. I don't feel I don't feel right watching TV unless I get 40 minutes of commercials during what I watch. 40 minutes of the same Acura commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Quick segue uh, on the topic of commercials. So I haven't had cable, satellite, or anything like that for, uh, oh boy, since like probably 2008. So yeah. uh, every time I've gone back to my parents' house and they have TV on and they watch and we're watching a movie or show, I just question how on earth they manage <laughs> to watch any television at all. Yeah, it's how I. Can't even like figure out how to just like manage the to search for anything anymore. Like I just feel like an idiot. You know what I mean? Like I got the remote. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna pull the guide up, and I'm just like cycling through stuff, and I'm like, what am I even looking for here? What am I doing? And I and I'm like, they must feel that way when they watch my kids and can't figure out how to turn the lights on because I have it all through my Google Home. <laughs> So I just come home and they're just sitting in the dark. <laughs> they, can't, they can't figure out how to turn my lights on, and I'm like, okay, I guess it's I guess it's all even, Stevens. <laughs> and my mom uses our light switch, so it always pisses me off. But I'm like, Google light. <laughs> and I do it for way too long, and then I realize the light switch is off. <laughs> it's it's the times we live in. It's too confusing. Everything's all different. Um, oh, you're playing with a... M M Macy, you're playing with a Megazord, and you have all of it undone. Perfect. Great. <laughs> More news, boys. I got uh, some funny news via Netflix. So Netflix uh, has just come out with a couple of movies, uh, one entitled John Henry, and another one... Um, Oh, what was that one with a stupid pun in it that you brought up the other week, JT? Uh, Kareem of the Crop is what it was, or something like that. Um, I have no idea. Anyway, they're getting 
horrible reviews. Like, <laughs> on Rotten Tomatoes specifically, John Henry is uh, a new movie based on, like, the folk hero, uh, played by Terry Crews, and Ludacris is also in this movie, has a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes right now. And yet, if you were to go on yesterday, or maybe even today, it shows that it's number two of the top ten watch things on Netflix right now. Which makes me wonder, why is everyone's life so bad that they must subject themselves <laughs> to this torture? Look at what quarantine has done to us! <laughs> but I guess everybody is kind of like a glutton for punishment. They feel like... They hear that it's just bad and they have to see it for themselves. I mean, we do it. <laughs> but, uh, why? To make it all the way up to top 10 is quite astounding. Oh, that being said, we're doing John Henry next week, everybody. So, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I feel like I should not watch that, even though now I'm very concerned that I should. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you should... Night, night, Macy. Night, Macy! Night, Macy! <laughs> night, Macy. Oh, she got a chorus of... What if I said night to you guys? Would you say that to me? I think no. not. I would. Oh, thank you, Neil. I <laughs> would. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got great news for Lin-Manuel Miranda fans out there. Hamilton is coming to Disney Plus a July 3rd. And, and this just isn't like a Disney Plus recreation of it. It's actually the stage show, which was going to go to theaters, but since of the COVID, now it's just coming to Disney Plus. So this is about the only way I'll be able to see it. So I'm pretty yep. stoked. <laughs> Two. Well, I already saw it because I'm uh, <clears throat> cultured. So. Uh... Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it'll be nice to see recorded, but I mean, nothing beats this stage. <laughs> Very good. Well, I hope you can just find your cultured ass and shove your head all the way up it. Thanks. Uh, that's all I got for that. <laughs> More... <laughs> I got some freak accident wrestling news, so apparently... I only put this on here because I thought the uh, injury sounded very bad. <laughs> but Rey Mysterio is in, like, his eye is in critical condition after taking, like, a weird, like, kick to the ring steps and, and it, like, dragged his eye across the edge of the ring steps. Yeah. And now his eye is all, like, fucked up to the retina. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it happened like last, uh, I think on Raw, maybe. Um, but like he was taking some like just like stomp onto the ring steps from Seth Rollins and caught his eye on it and scraped it across the edge of the ring steps. And now he's just like <laughs> totally effed. And Rollins, gonna be a father, thinks he can just take away life now. My God. <laughs> So I saw a funny tweet about the Rey Mysterio thing, and it was, so in Money in the Bank, somebody can throw Rey Mysterio off a roof, and you can see him the next day walking around just fine, but the ring steps, and you can put my <laughs> 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 
Well, uh, luckily there weren't any ring steps at the bottom of uh, <laughs> Titan Tower. <laughs> Otherwise, he would have been dead. Uh, more news in the Mortal Kombat 11 uh, expansion. Uh, it's going to be uh, featuring uh, old favorites such as Shiva and Fujin, as well as including RoboCop for the first time. And fans can rejoice because RoboCop will have his shooting in the dick move. (laughs) (laughs) It is going to be one of his fatalities in which he throws a grenade over top of somebody and then aims and shoots through their dick to hit the grenade to explode them. (laughs) Perfect. I knew it. I called it. Fantastic. I saw a clip of it today. It's marvelous. <laughs> it is. Fantastic. And newsworthy. Now, now, his, now his victory celebration just needs to be him melting Red Foreman. <laughs> <laughs> he just, like, rams people into vats of acid and they turn into, like, that yeah. melty man. Yeah. <laughs> Kill me! Kill me! Uh, uh, go ahead, Neil. I was just going to say, my news is based on video games so i could filter into that real quick (laughs) yeah go ahead yeah sure so i have a couple of video game things one for this segment one for a different segment that we'll get to later but for the new segment i would just like to say that there has been released uh a day or two ago now uh a first unreal 5 ps5 footage uh, they wow, made like. Me and just watched this. Not they made ago. yeah. They made a oh, demo shit. reel for the PlayStation Five, and God, does it look phenomenal! Like, it looks I, photorealistic. Yeah, like way realistic. And they start talking about all like the technical jargon behind it when they're like walking through. But my God, and I get that sometimes demos can they can be a little misleading sometimes, but even if this is even just for like cinema cinematics and things like that, not even gameplay and the gameplay is just close. My God, the environments are like just real. That's the best. That's that is what it is. They look real and it's insane. Yeah. And like the way it plays with like the way they play with like sunlight and stuff too. Like it makes it everything just look insanely real. Oh my God. Yeah. The lighting effects, amazing. Everything is like can have like super dynamic lighting. Oh my god, so many triangles. <laughs> oh, the triangles. I'm, oh my god. I'm popping it up on that TV you gave me here, Neil, just to check it out while we're talking. Because I've been meaning to watch this, but I uh, haven't gotten to it yet. And all I have is two dudes talking. Get to the, get to the big picture here, <laughs> fellas. <laughs> Boy, that's the gameplay. What? <laughs> His, yeah, <laughs> their their thin beards look so real. So it's like a minute twenty into the into the thing. Oh, I'm into it now. This is great podcasting, but still, oh my, yeah, it's so good. I I highly suggest to all of you if you're into video gaming just to check this out, just to see what like things are capable of, like coming like soon and that is just amazing like it makes me so excited 
to see other that what what can possibly be made of like this technology. Oh yeah, like, I love it. Every time there's like a new generation of a of a video game console, it's like, oh, that's it. Can't get better than this. Yeah, done. Right. <laughs> I like what yeah. people said that from like the play, jump to PS2. Like it can't get any <laughs> better than this. <laughs> but like. <laughs> But, like, literally, like, I thought the PS4 and the Xbox equivalent, like, in their HD modes were still, like, really good. And I'm like, all that now it needs is just to keep focusing in on, like, small stuff. And really, with this, the small stuff makes all the difference in the world. Like, um, high-definition shadows and highlights and all that stuff, just little tweaks make everything look that much better. My God. Anyway, yeah, that's good stuff. I'm going to pause this, or I'm going to keep just watching that instead of talking to you guys, but... <laughs> My God, yeah, that looks stunning. Stellar stuff. And coming very soon, probably. Who knows? Is the, P is the PS5's release date this year? Yeah, apparently it's still holiday of this year. Oh, yeah, the end God. of this year, I think, yeah. But uh, due to the pandemic, that the, a ton of them haven't been able to get made... And so there's going to be not much of them, but right. there's going to be some out for this um, holiday season. So they say. So I'll get mine in like 10 years. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> did you see So did you see the whole backwards compatibility thing that it had going on a buzzing around it? Uh, yeah, it I saw like a couple of months ago I did. Right. That was kind of funny because like every playstation has been saying we're gonna be 100 percent backwards compatible and then <laughs> always a week later they're like but for like these 20 games <laughs> <laughs> and then they come out with a second version of that console that's not able to do it whatsoever exactly because then they realize they can't make that money again <laughs> <laughs> but okay so i heard this i i now um I'm not an Xbox guy, but the one thing that the new, the, I can't remember what the newest Xbox is even going to be called, but that's going to have certain games that if you buy them for PS4, you can upgrade them to the PS5 version or the equivalent next version for free or whatever. Oh, there cool. are going to be certain games where you're going to be able to, those like weird, like I'm just launching this. Uh, for this next generation, they're going to have some compatibility with those. And I can't remember which direction it goes, if it's you from this generation to the next or the next one back to this previous one. But it was kind of a nice little thing that made me just kind of tip my head and be like, yeah, that's kind of nice. Not buying it, though. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, last bit of news I got, um, focuses on an actor in one of the movies we were talking about tonight, uh, The Lighthouse. I'm talking about Rob Pattinson. Uh, hashtag... Our Pats is our bats? That's right. Hashtag our Pats is our bats. Uh, he is... I'm actually talking about Batman because he just had a whole GQ article about himself, uh, in which he apparently makes an, in, in, an insane pasta dinner for the person interviewing him, like, he doesn't know how to cook at all. <laughs> like, <laughs> like he didn't even know if something was a oven or a microwave. And apparently it was a microwave and stuck a ton of tinfoil in it and just fucked it all up. <laughs> like, 
He was trying to make pasta, so he put dry pasta in some water and put it in tin foil, and then was going to microwave it for eight minutes. Like, that is way... <laughs> you boil it for eight minutes, and a microwave, it would take mere seconds. And yet, an explosion went off and exploded his microwave, and he's like, well, there you have it. And then it sounded like the most disgusting thing I've ever even thought about putting in my body and yet he made that to actually eat anyway that's not what i was actually going to talk about what i actually was going to talk about is because he also um went on a little tangent about working out for the batman movie and saying that uh the or the uh the personal trainer that he got and all the equipment that he got he's not using it because he doesn't want to set the precedent that all of these leading men have to be these huge beefcakes because he's like in the 70s like you just had like strong looking guys but they weren't like ripped to the gills you know you just had like guys like james dean or like steve mcqueen or whatever like that and people thought they were just fine it wasn't until lately where everybody has to be the freaking rock where like they set the precedent of like these huge muscular dudes and so i don't really want to do it <laughs> and so guys what do, you, what do you think about that i dig it i actually uh like when you look back at some of like the sean connery like james bond ones too where like he's fit but he doesn't have like abs or anything yeah, like, he's like dad fit. he's <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> uh but like that's still pretty great and like I don't know. I think if you're just thick and but and just built like a brick shit house, like I think that's just that's way more tough than like being ripped to the gills cuz that to me that just spells out oh he's just really dehydrated and a regular man could come <laughs> kick his ass. <laughs> <laughs> so like, no, I oh, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Uh well, I was going to agree with you like there a little bit because like I I kind of am behind him on that. Um I mean, I, there's uh, s some stuff going on in the lighthouse where he doesn't have a shirt on, and he's already in pretty good shape as it is. So, like, I wouldn't say, like, he's completely wrong about having to set up, like, this huge beefcake and uh, precedent and, like, getting on the bandwagon with all these guys, but still, it is Batman, and he is, like... <laughs> He trained himself to be built to perfection. So in this case, I think he's kind of off his mark a little bit. But if it was like somebody else, like, I don't know, like Spider-Man or whatever, who's fully covered head to toe in spandex, like, what does it matter? I don't know. Joel, what are your thoughts? Like, <clears throat> I don't know. I like the idea of, uh, like, like, the way they say they're going to be portraying this Batman is he's more of a detective. So I don't see, like, the need for him to be, like, totally ripped to the gills. And the fact that Bruce Wayne's also spe supposed to be, like, incognito. <laughs> it, always, it always, like, threw me off where it's like, hey, here's a super jacked millionaire. He's probably not Batman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, I get that. So, I don't know. I, I, I like the idea of him, like... He can look athletic, but he doesn't need to look like he fucking lifts 400 pounds. Mm -hmm. I also don't think that's super healthy for people to be doing all the time either. Like, to just live off chicken breasts and broccoli for like nine months. And then 
just totally crash off that diet once they do their one shirtless scene. You know what I mean? Oh, man. Yeah. Don't tell Christian Bale that. You'd be fucking over professionally. <laughs> but for real. No kidding, man. though. Hugh Jackman's body looks like it wanted to scream for like 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> and it just kept getting more ripped. I'm like, how are you doing this? Like that okay, this is a, that's actually a really good example. X-Men, the first X-Men movie, Wolverine looks great. He's not super jacked, he's just burly. Yeah. And then yeah. you get to the Wolverine, like the last one they made, and like his he's more vain than man. <laughs> yeah. He's just a walking vessel. He's like a walking multitude of vessels of blood. Yeah. Yeah. I know, man. It's it's insane. <laughs> like, and he, the, what it gets me is like that was over like a span of what, like, almost fifteen years. So like, he aged fifteen years, probably until like close to being fifty or fifty, and like he's just he's just shredded. <laughs> like Jesus Christ, dude, think about your health. Like that can't be super healthy because it's not like. He's being like super athletic or anything like that. He's just like movie fit, you know? Yeah. He takes yeah. like one good like week off and he's got like 900 pounds built onto him. <laughs> 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 I don't know. But uh, anyway, I'm, I am behind our pats about the working out all the time. But uh, at the same time, like you are like it does fit certain roles. So I'm not sure how I feel. So anyway. Uh, that's it. That's all my news. That's all hey, I that's why our pats is our bats. Hashtag. That's right. It's trending. <laughs> look next trending. to the look next to the COVID nineteen trend. It's going to be that hot. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, good luck, COVID nineteen trend. <laughs> our pats is our bats is going to take you over. <laughs> it's more infectious. <laughs> uh i got some star wars news everybody i know we're we're hot on that star wars train after our first episode of star warrantine neil to check it out i i don't know if i even want to talk about it guys it's painful (laughs) it's very funny it's probably one of the funniest things i've ever heard my entire life but Oh my, I need to slap, slap some faces. <laughs> uh, well, on whose part? Please tell me Cole's. It's Cole. <laughs> oh my god. You mean you're not a fan of Kwai Jing Long? <laughs> or his friend? <laughs> oh god. <laughs> uh, stay tuned Star Warantine episode 2 Attack of the Clones coming up this Monday uh, it only goes uphill from the or I guess not uphill it goes down the, the movies go up in quality but it's uh, more of a downhill uh, slope as it gets easier as you go <laughs> yeah <laughs> well anyways I got some Star Wars news uh, Tamora Morrison if you don't know who he is he played Django Fett in Attack of the Clones. He's actually going to be coming on to The Mandalorian to play Ooh. Boba Fett. 
Oh my god. I've heard a bit of this, and what I heard is that he might be coming back. This is a rumor, but he might be coming to play multiple roles in the next season of Mandalorian. Including Boba Fett, but as he is a clone, and there are some significant clones in the Clone Wars series, they're thinking he's going to probably... Uh, portray that one of those characters as well. Oh Who knows? My. Oh my. Uh, <laughs> just coming off the Clone Wars episode two. I, never mind. I'm going to save it. <laughs> I'm just going to save it for later. <laughs> uh, can't wait because I, I really thought they weren't going to put Boba Fett in the series at all. I know a lot of fans are clamoring for it, but I don't think the series really needs it. Could be no. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, but it seems like this next season of The Mandalorian is going to be star-studded with him and then Rosario Dawson playing like a, a key character from the Clone Wars series and stuff. It's going to be interesting. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, and that's coming up fairly soon, right? I think so. I think they're still calling for it to come out this year. Great. Not sure, but yeah. Looking forward to it. Oh, yeah. Let's get it going. Uh, I got some uh, Netflix news. Uh, Spike Lee putting out a movie on Netflix called The Five Bloods, which is uh, being considered something that will be eligible for an Oscar, which uh, makes me uh, pit the question with... Uh, theaters kind of being shut down do you think this is going to be netflix's year where they might actually win an oscar oh could be very very well uh could i guess i like <laughs> i don't think uh in like pretty soon they're gonna have a choice <laughs> yeah. what else came out you know <laughs> yeah i know this is gonna be like the one year where theaters can't be like well it doesn't count like well what do you have? Uh, never mind. Uh, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> so I just think it's interesting, like because like with all this streaming being flourishing, because no one can really leave their house. Like this might be the year where it might be a streaming service that is taking all home all of the Oscar gold. This is the swing year. This is it. <laughs> This is it. <laughs> Trolls World Tour Best <laughs> Movie 2020. I almost spent another $20 on that movie today. <laughs> I'm not even joking. So we went <laughs> we've been watching some stuff on Amazon Prime lately. And that movie is just still being advertised like crazy on it. And Macy's like, it's back. Look, it's here. We can watch it. Look. And I'm like, oh, God, no. God damn. And she's like, so. And the winner. Go ahead. <laughs> and she's like, so adamant about it and making her point like, Dad, did you see it? I'm like, yeah, I did. I saw it. It's here. It's back. And she's like holding her hands up like, look at this. Look. And I'm like, oh, God, I'm going to have to spend 20 more dollars on this shit. 
<laughs> and it's not even that bad, but I would then be spending $60 of my money on that movie, and I they don't need any more. I'm like, they, Macy, you have to wait until it's cheaper, or it's a purchase that we can keep for more than a day. <laughs> oh, my God. That's fantastic. Oh, these kids. No, I'm just I'm just picturing right now like the winner for best visual effects is Bloodshot. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh my uh... <clears throat> But no, that's that's all my news. <laughs> all right, right on. Um but I do have some bits. Oh my god, I also have oh, some bits. Shit. Oh no. Neil, it's it's a good thing you're here. Yeah, because you're the one that brought this, brought us this segment. It's it's your namesake. That's okay. very true. Do, do you want to do it live? You want to do it live? You want to say live? Fuck yeah. it, do it live. <laughs> yeah, we'll do it live. Let's do it live, baby. Okay. We're doing it live. Okay. Are are we doing mouth sounds? <laughs> uh, I don't know what that means. So yes. Okay. <laughs> People dying, it's the pits. Please stay tuned to Neil's Thanks for not uh, cutting me off any time during that. You needed to wait for the whole thing, and we did. We did. We have so much respect for the song, Neil. We never interfere with it. Yeah, I know. I listen every time, and it's so respectful every time. Uh, JT, what do you got over there? Man, it was a tough week. I have three bits. Oh, I also have three bits. Oh my God, Neil, do you have three bits? I, what I uh, have been trying to keep as positive as possibly can. No bits. <laughs> oh, good. good. Thank God. Well, Troy, you want to do one? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. I'll do one. Uh, so I have actually that Roy from the Siegfried and Roy duo. Uh, has passed away at 75 ages, uh, age, <laughs> age 75 years. What am I even trying to say? Um, now, he hasn't been performing in a while because he was actually attacked by uh, the tiger that they had on stage. And so, uh, but he actually passed away due to the coronavirus uh, yeah. just a couple days ago. At 75 degrees. Um, why do I keep someone as... Why am I trying to say 75 degrees? That's not what I'm trying to say. He <laughs> passed away at age 75. Dying at a cool 75 degrees. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I. So he's been kind of out of the limelight for a while. The last thing I heard was that he got attacked by that tiger and made a recovery, but never was really the same. But now... It's not... like 20 years ago, too, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a while ago. But, uh, yeah, he passed away due to complications of COVID-19. It's too bad. Hey, man. Shit's real. That's right. JT, what do you got over there? Well, I got uh, 
one of the fundamental people of rock and roll, Little Richard, passing away at age 87. Yep. It's a shame. Woohoo! Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what an electric guy. An electric human being. My, oh my goodness. God. I loved it oh. when he would appear in, like, anything. <laughs> like, if it was a commercial or he would just have, like, a weird guest spot, like, on a television show. Like, for a while, wasn't he on, like, Family Matters? <laughs> I don't think he was on for a while. He might have done a few guest spots. Well, that's what I mean. He was, like, a, he did a few guest spots, right? On Family Matters? <laughs> He's made it sound like he was, like, a regular. Like, no! <laughs> <laughs> It was Steve Urkel's dad or something. <laughs> but, like, I think I want to say that might have been my first experience of him was on Family Matters. That's why the only reason I bring it up is that I think I first saw him on that and realized who he was. And then who knows? Uh, maybe he was in, like, a Raisin Brand commercial. But, like, I don't know. <laughs> but still... An electric human being. They put like a Jerry Curl mullet on a raisin and had him sing Tutti Frutti. <laughs> yeah, probably did. <laughs> but yeah, Little Richard passing away at 87. Huge influence in the music scene for decades. Oh my god. And so I think like rock and roll is like hugely responsible from him. Regardless of what anyone says. Oh, I'm totally. Saying, I'm saying it. Hey. Yeah. I know who the third guy is, <laughs> and I'm going to say it. All right. <laughs> the third bit, and I'm assuming it's the same for both of you, is the legend Jerry Stiller. <laughs> You're correct. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Jerry Stiller died uh, just a couple days ago at age 92 uh, from just natural yeah. causes. Uh, like he's 92. So, like, yeah. uh, a total guy, he was fucking 92. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, like, a lot of, uh, comedians the last couple days have been putting out their condolences online. Um, I mean, Ben Stiller obviously did. A lot of the Seinfeld cast did. Um, and with that, I saw a ton of Jerry Stiller stuff that I've never seen before up online and he, he's just a, a masterpiece of a human being <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah jerry stiller rules like i think george's dad on seinfeld is probably my favorite part he's amazing <laughs> <laughs> I, and that's I, like some of my only actual uh exposure to him like sadly and that kind of goes for some of a lot of the comedians in that like age group like mickey rooney and like jerry stiller and like ed asner and those guys like i did like those guys are all fucking hilarious and like for oh, some yeah. reason i only know them from a bit part in a tv show somewhere it's a yeah. shame <laughs> yeah i think jerry stiller also played the dad in king of queens as well if you yes, ever watch that yeah. but i he's just as good in that as anything else <laughs> but like seinfeld is like his crescendo you know at least for me it is like he doesn't get any better than that angry costanza <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> can't stand you <ya. laughs> uh so that'll do it for uh 
uh, Neil's bits. Thanks, Neil, for contributing that. I, I really appreciate it. Uh, we have one more segment. It's done. You it's, know, it's, it's done. done. You got any trailers over there, JT? No. I got one. I also have I got one. one trailer. Uh, I'll, I'll save the I'll save the video game one for Neil since he brought it up already. But I do have one movie trailer for a movie called Becky, which looks like if Home Alone was a drama. Oh God, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And it stars Kevin James. What? <laughs> as a neo-Nazi skinhead playing a serious role, who's trying to get a key back from a little girl who's using traps to kill Nazi skinheads. Oh my god. <laughs> what the fuck? Does it look Does it look does it look any good? I don't know. <laughs> There's a part of me Really wants to see it. Another part of me is like, this looks like it's going to be absolute garbage. <laughs> but I don't know. It's 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 up there. Like Joel McHale plays her dad. What the fuck? <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's odd. You need to check it out. It's crazy. I saw it in like uh, my uh, in the site I usually check to check trailers or whatever. But I'm like, I'll pass on that. But now I think I kind of want to see it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, it's worth it just to see Kevin James try and play, like, a serious villain. Like, he he has a giant swastika tattoo on his bald-ass head. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> well, okay. It worked for Patrick Stewart as a Nazi in Green Room. So. That's true. I, you know. Kevin we'll James see. is no Patrick Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's, you always do. Got. it's always got. <laughs> you want to break that funny man stigma, you gotta play a Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, I uh, have one here. Uh, Joel, did you say this one last week, but the King of Staten Island? No, I, I have not seen that one yet. Uh, this one came out, like I think, like the same day we did the show. But um, it's a uh, Pete Davidson almost kind of biopic a little bit uh, from SNL. Uh, but he's like a kid from Staten Island. His dad dies in 9-11, and he's just kind of like dealing with the fact that now that he's older, his mom is starting to see someone else, and it's all, he's also like a fireman. And so he's like, it's kind of like a weird kind of, oh, goodness, the thunder rolling. You hear that outside? Oh, yeah. I'm in the same town as you, Troy. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway, <laughs> it uh, it's like a weird kind of more dramatized uh, version like of his life, um, and it looks kind of it looks good. Like I've been a a big Pete Davidson fan for uh, the last couple of years. I think he, everything he churns out of SNL or anything that he does, um, I think is pretty good. So I'm I'm kind of excited to see it. Yeah, I keep meaning to watch that Hulu movie that he has out. I'm not, I can't remember what it's called, but it looks kind of good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm all in. So, bring it on. Uh, Neil, what do you got for a trailer? My God, do I have a trailer that's going to bring your nostalgia back. 
are you from the 90s? Are you from the early 2000s? Then you better be in on this. They're real. They're remaking Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 combined in the same game for these current consoles. Oh, and shoot. I couldn't be more excited because I played the shit out of those games <laughs> and I'm excited to try it again. And it looks great. They released a trailer. It's in stunning 4K. They've kept a lot of the same soundtrack, which is going to... I was going to say, if they don't have Superman on that fucking soundtrack... Oh, I know. (laughs) This game could single-handedly revitalize Ska as we know it. So, yeah, uh, I'm super pumped. So, I... uh, Yeah, so growing up, played it a ton... Unfortunately, I lived in the country and had just gravel everywhere, so skateboards <laughs> were just unfeasible. So, like, I never got to, got into actually skateboarding as much as I'd like to. Uh, still had one, though. But, uh, yeah, super excited to play these. Um, just looking to dive right back into that. I've been watching nothing but Tony Hawk stuff for, like, the last 48 hours. <laughs> it's been so great. Oh, my God. He's such a nice guy. When Yeah, well, Molly was saying the other day that she, she like, follows him on Twitter because his Twitter is actually pretty good. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Like, he's just, it's just, like, him having, like, random, <laughs> like, random confrontations with, like, fans where they're, like, so I went to McDonald's today, and someone said, "Hey, you're Tony Hawk," and I said, "Yep." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are great. It's a lot of those. <laughs> so Neil, you posted that video to the bro chat, and like the very first thing I said was like, "It better have the same soundtrack." And it's so funny that Joel said exactly the same thing. <laughs> Dude, that's all I remember. Because we and- had, I think I had the the Tony Hawk Pro Skater demo, and it was just. The one level where you played as Tony Hawk in that fucking basement and warehouse, you Superman. Oh every yeah! Fucking, every fucking time you played it, and I couldn't get enough of that song. Oh, oh it's it's gonna be so great. And the trailer itself has that Dead Kennedys police truck song, and that's just a great. That's a banger as well. Oh my god, can't wait! I might even go buy a skateboard. I'm 31. I'll go skateboard. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm, and it's coming out pretty soon, right? Like, yeah, September. Oh, I thought Shit. it was even sooner than that. But yeah, I'm, um, I'm excited for it. Like, Tony Hawk One and Two were fucking great. Like, that's oh like God, yeah. when those came out and like took the world by storm, and then everybody wanted to be a skateboarder. Like, it was all due to these games. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Oh my God. You know it. But yeah, I, I hopefully like Officer Dick is, is all <laughs> and everything. Better be <laughs> Officer Dick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I'm excited for it. God, thanks for bringing it up again, uh, Neil. You got my. Well, I got one going. more trailer then, since I thought this is the one you're gonna bring up, Neil. But they put out a story trailer for The Last of Us Two. Yeah. And it looks in. Yes. I agree. <laughs> Holy shit. It's... Like, Ellie looks like she fucks dudes up in there. <laughs> oh, there's no doubt. No doubt. <laughs> yeah, this there's one... one part where, like, she leans a fat dude up against a rail and just starts shanking him in the gut. And yeah. you're like, what the oh, fuck? 
Dude, this game's gonna be dark and deep. Ah, oh fuck! Oh. oh, it's. I like how oh. all we're just doing is exhaling because it's oh. so good. Oh, 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 yeah, guys. Oh yeah, guys. I have all these kids that just <laughs> revert me from having any fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, poor Trey will never be able to play it because it just <laughs> the minute you just start brutally murdering someone, just Macy's gonna walk in. Dad, look what I made. <laughs> What's he doing, Dad? <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> she's just murdering a guy. Murder? You do bad thing. <laughs> like she will like. Okay, so right before this, me and Chelsea were watching chiropractic videos right on YouTube. <laughs> As I do, yeah. uh, and she was like. Daddy, what are you doing? He's snapping him? <laughs> I'm like, yep. <laughs> He's snapping him. And then she took my head and tried to crack my neck. And I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> She's going to kill me in my sleep. <laughs> After your neck. Oh my god. <laughs> well, yeah. Your child's going to wake up in the middle of the night and just break your neck accidentally. <laughs> yeah. Sneak into your quote, bedroom and break your neck. Accidentally, quote. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I think that's that's everything. So what do we got going on in that tournament of random movies? Well, we're finally in to the semifinals because we just had our last quarter, I love a quarter final match between Tropic Thunder and the Grand Budapest Hotel. And Neil, you'll be happy to hear, Grand Budapest took it. Yes. Good. Awesome. So no Tropic Thunder. I would have also liked to hear you do that one, though. So this was kind of a hard one. <laughs> but we're down to the final four in our semi-finals of Review Review Tournament of Random Movies 9. And our first semi-final match is Whiplash versus Brewster's Millions. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Eric, get on those <laughs> poles. Eric's going to be campaigning the fuck out of this old-ass Richard Pryor movie. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, excited for it. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. Neil, have you ever seen Whiplash? Oh, I've never seen Whiplash. <laughs> ah, it's real good. I've always wanted to see it. Hmm. Okay. All right. Well, it's real good. It's weekly real good. It's a weekly real good. <laughs> All right. Need to bring that back. Forgot bring about it that. Bring it back. Bring it back. <laughs> I, uh, I, Leo. for whatever reason, I can never just get behind to watch Whiplash. I don't know what it is. Like, it just doesn't seem to be anything that revs my engines. You know what I'm talking about? You know what you should do? If Whiplash wins, you should be like, it's drummer month. I'm going to watch Whiplash. Oh, We're going to watch that one with Nick Cannon, Drumline. Drumline? <laughs> <laughs> and those are the We're only gonna... two drum movies. Yeah. We're going to then... watch Little Drummer Boy. <laughs> the Little Drummer Boy. And then we're going to watch that one where it's like a stage play, but it's like all percussion. What's that one called? Stomp? Stomp. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> what if we put that on Disney Plus? <laughs> Drumming up some business over here. 
Uh, <laughs> that sounds horrible. I don't. <laughs> I don't want to do any of that. <laughs> by the time Thanks, I Neil, but that sounds absolutely uh, terrible. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Well, Whiplash versus Brewster's Millions. Get out there and get your votes in. Hopefully, do we don't have a drum month. <laughs> do all the- we don't have to do it just because <laughs> yes, Neil said do. It. <laughs> <laughs> Neil said it has to happen. God damn it! Uh, well, that will bring us right to the main event of the evening with the Lighthouse. Now, Neil, to be to be fair, we already said you did not watch this movie, correct? That is correct. So you either have a choice now you can kick off or you can just listen to what we're going to say live. <laughs> Here's what's going to happen. I'm going to hit the disconnect button on Discord and you won't be hearing from me for the rest of the evening. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. <laughs> so, gentlemen, well, Neil... Enjoy the review. Neil, it's been a pleasure. Always a pleasure. I'll be back sometime when I have something to contribute. Anyway, <laughs> gentlemen, ta-ta! <laughs> God damn it. Oh, uh, what, a, what a classy fella, that guy. All right. That son of a bitch. Well, Anyways, The Lighthouse. Yes, The Lighthouse came out October 18th, 2019. Had a mere budget of $4 million. Uh, domestically brought in $10.8 million. And worldwide raked in $17.9 million. Just shy of 18. Rotten Tomatoes has us at 90%. IMDb 7.6 or 7.6 out of 10. Metacritic 83%. And The Culture Vultures 8.5. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes gave it 90%. Yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, some fun facts before we get into the review that most of the weather in this movie was all real. Uh, <laughs> barely any Fucking New England. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Barely any of this was uh fabricated weather unless maybe they were inside but most of it was all real weather um Jesus. this is actually also based on a real life account where two welsh men named thomas were running a lighthouse <laughs> where one of them died and the other one went mad <laughs> because they had to watch a lighthouse for so long um <laughs> Another fun fact is that they actually constructed a real-life lighthouse for this movie. Uh, this wasn't just one that already existed and they retrofitted it, but it was uh, mostly just two sets, the outside set of the lighthouse and the inside set of the cabin. Um, the set de uh, design for the lighthouse looked so good that the townspeople didn't want it taken down because they thought it added to like the scenery of the town. But because it's not really weather-bearing, and it's not like a real stone lighthouse, it's just wood, that it had to be taken down or it would have been crashed very soon <laughs> and just been washed away into the ocean. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, 
And another <laughs> one last fun fact before we get into the review that A24 and Regency Pictures only agreed that this movie could be black and white if they took out all of the full frontal male nudity <laughs> to avoid <laughs> the NC-17 rating. Oh so, my god. Appar <laughs> apparently, I was reading it. Bunny Wonderful had shown his dick before. <laughs> apparently, that there was quite a few um, references to a lighthouse acting like an erect penis in this movie. At least oh, one I, scene. I caught that without even even having the male nudity in this. <laughs> and so they kind of allude to that a little bit, but there was also other full frontal shots where they had to be taken out in order for it to be uh, agreed to be black and white. And <laughs> that was like one of the prerequisites for like the, I think it's the Egger brothers, right? Um, that yeah. they, they wanted this movie to be black and white. That was on, like, the script title page is, like, The Lighthouse, shot in black and white, aspect ratio, blah, 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 blah. Like, that's what they wanted for their vision of the movie. And to get it across, uh, they take they had to take out all the dicks. <laughs> <laughs> well, give me what you want, just no dick. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a gratuitous amount of penises in this <laughs> No, I don't know. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> But yeah, so uh, JT, what was The Lighthouse all about? Well, we follow two men, both named Thomas, that are watching a lighthouse together, and uh, they go fucking insane. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah that's, that's very apt. <laughs> <laughs> so, you approached me with this movie uh due to uh being self-quarantined and these guys going absolutely insane um i i would say i didn't go as insane as either thomas in this movie but uh i and i i know anytime you suggest a movie like this you always are riding that line of willie hate it <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, I'll get to that full on <laughs> review uh, or my rating, obviously, later. But um, yeah. I went into this movie with a tad apprehension. But I did mm -hmm. hear that I got fairly good um, reviews late last year when the movie came out. So I was like, okay, but so do some other weirdo movies. <laughs> and I wasn't, <laughs> I heard it kind of got a little bizarre at some points. And I'm like, is this just going to be some funky, wonky mother type shit? Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> um, so I went in, but I, I would say right from the get-go, I was already on the hook. Like, I was already, like, uh, digging this movie from, like, the first, like, couple minutes. Oh, really? Just for the atmosphere alone that it set, and I think it did help that it was in, like, a fun, like, aspect ratio and was set in black and white, and it was just, like, I don't know, just the ambiance of it, like, drew me into it. Maybe it was the time of day I started it, or whatever it was, but, like, I was liking it right from minute one. Yeah, like, I I, that, I think that's what I like the most about it going into it, too, is that even, like, yeah, it's black and white, but they make it, they almost kind of do it like in a in a form of black and white where it feels aged at the same time. Yeah. Like this movie feels like it was made in the time that it takes place in. Yeah, like eighteen ninety, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I also like 
right away um, fell in love with Willem Dafoe's accent. <laughs> oh my god! Because <laughs> he, he just is talks like an old timey sailor. <laughs> and I, I just, I just love it. Why just spill your beans? <laughs> And I love he does never says you he always says ye, <laughs> so I I, yeah. was, I was loving the shit out of that. It's like ye don't ye don't kill the birds, man. You if you like this, you'd love like Robert Eggers' other movies because he does The Witch, where like you follow like this family that all that all speak in com- completely in old English like the entire movie. Oh my god! Well, I. With that, um, I was also reading that uh, the Eggers were, like, really particular on how these two guys in here actually spoke. And, like, down to the the cadence of how they said it. So, like, yes, they wanted to get the accents down. Because I guess both accents are real, like, accents. One is, like, an old-timey sailor accent. And the one that Rob Pattinson has is, like, a... Northeastern Maine accent. That, yeah, he's like a borderline Kennedy in this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I was gonna say that, and uh, and they would even say like, okay, during that line read, could you read it back, but go like seventy five percent slower on the third line? It's like Holy just shit. shit like that. Like I and to I lose my mind on this. <laughs> I would too. Like so, I was actually the more I read about just how the movie was shot like because the movie really plot wise isn't too heavy on stuff going on really but no. like the making of the movie was super interesting to me and like how they wanted it shot like the they wanted exact kind of dialects to get like this time period down and like really set it in this northeastern atmosphere and then just like i it just really set a tone for what they were trying to do. And even like the different acting styles of Rob Pattinson and Willem Dafoe, I was reading are so contrastedly different. And even like on set, they wouldn't even really, I don't like, for instance, so Willem Dafoe is more of like a stage actor, right? And so he would rehearse his lines over and over again and want to rehearse them off of somebody and, like, get him down pat. So, like, that's how he can do, like, that big, huge, long speech, that curse that he puts on. Uh, <laughs> the other... So this is like his cooking? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so he could get it down, because he did that scene in one take. And he did it. God damn. And, he, and I guess, like, I didn't pay any attention to it, but, like, in uh, one of the directors says, if you watch it back, he doesn't even blink for two straight minutes while he's doing that that line. And holy I'm like, shit. holy shit! Like he was so pissed that he didn't like his lobster. <laughs> <laughs> you like me lobster? Eh? <laughs> and then, um, and then Rob Pattinson has a completely different acting style, in where he wants he doesn't like to rehearse because he feels like it lessens the spontaneity when you do it on set for the first time. And so you get that yeah. actual energy between actors, which I like also really appreciate. And so even I was reading other directors, usually like Rob Pattinson's first take of something because it's got like a lively energy to it. And he's never done it in front of every, anybody yet. 
And so, like, and then I was also, like, reading that Rob Pattinson does, like, weird things to get, like, amped up. Like, he'll just spin around in circles or try to, like, choke on his fingers before, like, <laughs> before he would, like, they would say action. <laughs> like, the fight, the drunken fight scene in this. Like, he was laying oh, on top buddy. of Willem Dafoe, and before they said action, he was, like, trying to gag himself with his fingers to, like, get pumped up for the scene and just trying to get, like, his face kind of, like, all, like, dripping and or whatever. And, like, even Willem Dafoe was like, if this fucking guy pukes on me, <laughs> I will fucking kill him. But, like, and then on, like, on set, like, uh, Willem Dafoe would, like, eat with the crew on breaks and Rob Pattinson would kind of go off and be by himself. And so, like, it's yeah. just it's just cool to see that these two guys from completely different backgrounds can come together and they're really good actors together. Like you can feel it. Like they are really acting like during this movie. And it, oh, yeah. it's really, I appreciate it quite a bit. No. And I almost kind of appreciate it more by you giving me those facts because they, yeah, as good of actors as they are, you do kind of feel some weird disconnect between the two of them. And just, like, thinking about, like, yeah, Willem Dafoe does kind of seem more like the person that goes through and rehearses his scenes, and Robert Pattinson does kind of seem like a spontaneous, off-the-cuff person more. And, like, thinking about those, like, just thinking back to some of those scenes, like, it almost kind of feels like that clashing between the two of them, like, almost kind of adds more to the chaos of it. And I, I it almost makes me appreciate it more now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it, uh, it's like two actors that I would never, like, ever think about putting together <laughs> in a movie. Oh, yeah. And not it, at all. It works so well. Yeah. Also, fun. Yeah, fact, it's just, it's just, I, I love movies just like this where you just, it's just two people, and there's barely a plot. You're just watching them just play off each other. <laughs> Also, fun fact that uh, that's the real facial hair in this movie. They actually grew it out. So Willem Dafoe actually grew out that God. weird, gross beard. Willem Dafoe grows a pretty bitchin' beard. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. Um, let's see. Um, he's got that kind of beard where it like curls out, where it's like, like his beard looks so good it looks fake. <laughs> It's like it couldn't possibly grow a beard that good. <laughs> it's uh, that's prosthetic. Yeah. Um also during my research of this movie, I found like a very odd fact in the IMDb IMDb trivia yeah. about mermaid genitalia. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, you can't show dick, but you can show mermaid vagina. <laughs> so there is a whole like kind of like long paragraph in the IMDb trivia that I'll summarize right now. But you, I, I, I very much push for anybody to go and that's wondering about mermaid vaginas <laughs> to go and read this paragraph. Um, because uh, I learned a lot about mermaids as it goes too. Because uh, I didn't know that mermaids were originally drawn. With a split tail, like two tails, like the Starbucks logo. Because in old, like, sailor stories, they needed to have the uh, anatomy enabled to 
still have sex with them. <laughs> and so <laughs> uh, I'm paraphrasing this paragraph here, but later on uh, when like um, uh, some new, like the Victorian era came along, mermaids were changed to have a single long tail. And so then came in the question on how do sailors have sex with them? <laughs> So that's the that's the question that the Egger brothers put together, and that's how they designed the vagina for the <laughs> mermaid in this movie. Yeah, they zoom in on it too. Like it was it was graphic enough for them. Like I know this is manufactured, but that's a fucking vagina. <laughs> that is a mermaid's <laughs> pussy. <laughs> And I they zoom in on it. <laughs> Granted, and it's all that part is ba- like barely in the movie. Doesn't need to be in it at all, really. But it's in yeah. there as a very detailed sequence of like just Robert Pattinson fucking a mermaid, and then right before he does it, they almost go inside the mermaid <laughs> vagina with the camera. <laughs> So I implore anyone who's now curious to read that paragraph in uh, IMDb trivia for the lighthouse. You will, <laughs> you will be tickled pink. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Um, but I, I think those are all my little fun facts out of the way of the movie. But so overall, once this movie got started um, and they like pass the, like pass the baton to those other lighthouse workers or whatever, And they're kind of just sitting down, like, I love, like, immediately how, like, it's like, um, old vet with the new young pup. And he's, like, Rob Pattinson is taking orders from uh, Willem Dafoe, like, how these things need to be done, me boy, and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. If these boards aren't clean, we'll take them apart board by board and put them back together, ye. Or whatever. (laughs) And, uh... Uh, I, I just love that the he is so overbearing to Rob Pattinson that it's making him go completely bonkers. And so when he tries to, like, spy on Willem Dafoe and what he's doing, he's, like, doing, like, the simplest of tacks of, of just watching the lighthouse or yeah. having... Or fucking his bed. <laughs> or, I was say, having sex with his mattress. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I I love those little things. Just the 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 tipping point of his insanity goes fairly quickly because there's quite a bit of time that passes in this movie, and this movie is only what just I think just shy of two hours. Yeah, and I think it takes place over the course of like what like five weeks maybe. I think it's five or six weeks. Yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, five or six weeks. Mm-hmm. Because originally they're but... only supposed to be there for a month, right? And then the next crew takes yeah. over, and then uh, yeah, I think it was, yeah, yeah, I think maybe a month. And then uh, after that, their their replacements come in, and then that's how it goes. It's just the cycle of how it goes, or whatever. But because yeah. of uh, Robert Pattinson, well, these anyway, Robert Pattinson um, has a bit of a scuffle with a few gulls, <laughs> and so- holy shit, how. <laughs> fucked up is that scene where he kills the gall. <laughs> that was insane, right? <laughs> <laughs> he kills the sh- shit out of that seagull. And he just keeps going. <laughs> so, like, 
earlier on, he's warned by Willem Dafoe. He's like, oh, gulls have the souls of dead sailors in them, or blah, 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 blah. You never kill yeah, a gull. bad luck to kill a seabird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, a seabird. And so, like, this fucking gull that with one eye is just pissing him off for days, right? It's pecking at yeah. him, ripping his pants. And so, like, he... F- like one falls into the cistern and just makes it all shitty. And like, he's <laughs> trying to dig it out. And this fucking gull is all up in his face. And he just takes that thing and smashes it against this cistern for like a minute straight. Like it is <laughs> it felt like a minute. <laughs> he watching him just beat the piss out of the seagull against a fucking rock wall. <laughs> He is just smashing it. And when you think he's done, he just keeps going. And I'm like, oh, my <laughs> God. And then, of course, Willem Dafoe, he w- he might have been right because the curse of the of ye dead sailors in the gull and the seabird put a nor'easter on him and changed the winds. And then the replacements can never come because the weather is yeah. too bad. Uh, and he even goes on telling a story of, like, he heard a tale where... They had to stay there for seven months or something like that. And I'm yeah. like, oh, my God. I almost wish this story was took place over seven months just to see, like, the insanity <laughs> ensue. Not that there's any Holy slight fuck. of it in this movie, but my God. What would they keep drinking if it was there for seven months? I don't <laughs> I don't know. Like, they broke open that crate of vodka after four weeks, and then they were done with it in five weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they definitely just start drowning themselves in booze after that month. Holy shit. My when God. they start mixing honey with fucking kerosene, I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I that was so fucking disgusting. I almost yacked <laughs> when I found out that it was like kerosene and honey, and I'm like, God. And then later on he's just drinking straight out of the can. Oh yeah. He fucking Spoiler alert, he fucking brutally murders Willem Dafoe with an axe and then just starts drinking kerosene straight. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Oh, Oh, dude, that whole scene when he's fucking burying Willem Dafoe alive and he keeps talking. Oh, yeah, and he keeps throwing dirt in his mouth and shit. Oh, my God. He's, like, chewing on it, too, while while he's talking. Like, all the more power towards Willem Dafoe. He does not stop oh. or cut his line at all. Yeah. Like, he just that keeps scene getting, is, Oh, it's so fucking good. He just keeps getting pummeled in the face with shovels full of dirt. And he is just still talking and just chewing on this dirt. And it never cuts. It just keeps <laughs> no. going. And I'm like, God damn. <laughs> and you can, you can tell he's uncomfortable because his eyes are like shut so hard that he's like shaking because the dirt is just getting all over his face and he's still talking and he's chewing on his dirt while talking because it's the only way he can keep it from like going down his throat my lordy (laughs) um so what and then so yeah so he tries to get him buried alive there and I'm like, oh my god, if Willem Dafoe comes back, I'm going to applaud. And he does! He does come yeah. back! Spoiler alert! Yeah, he comes back and almost cuts off Robert, Robert Pattinson's arm. <laughs> then, uh, yeah, he ends up getting to 
taken down anyway. And then he goes fucking seabird all over Willem Dafoe and just hacks at him with an axe. I'm like, oh my god, Jesus! But there's okay. So, um, with that being said, there's a ton of other supernatural stuff that go on in this that t- totally like throws you off because you can't really tell if this is going to turn into like a supernatural tale or not at some points. Um, or if they're just going insane, because at some parts of it, like fairly early on, I even think like um, Rob Pattinson sees this mermaid, right? And yeah. then he is also starting to see things like the head of the dead sailor, or his maybe his possible ex partner, um, of Willem Dafoe's ex partner, I should say. Yeah. Um, but you don't know, like, are these real events? Like the mermaid is obviously not. But does yeah. he does he actually come across that that severed head? Yeah, I don't I don't know. I I think I remember reading up a little bit on this where like I guess the Eggers did a lot of research on like old um old sailor mythology and they threw a lot of that in there like whether it was small or not and I think that's a lot of the the dream sequence stuff like especially like. Like, uh, Willem Dafoe being, like, a squid for no reason at one point, and I think, like, he even kind of portrays, I think he's supposed to, like, portray, like, Poseidon at one point. Okay. But, like, like there's a lot of, like, old, like, like sea shanty mythology that's supposed to be littered throughout this, too. Hmm. I, well, I, I, they definitely did their homework on it. I guess they wanted to do, or at least they had, like, a rough draft of this even before... They did the witch, and so they really kind of been biding their time to do this movie, and I don't know why it got put on the back burner. Maybe just actors they wanted to use, or they couldn't get a location for whatever reason. I'm not sure, but they've wanted to. This was like a passion project of them, so they they had a very clear vision of what they wanted. So they must have done a ton of research and whatever on it. I don't know, like what struck their fancy, but I I think it paid off in spades. Like man. well, I, I'm. You haven't completely given away what you think about this movie, but I think you would actually really like The Witch because it, this, their their uh, way of making this reminded me a lot of The Witch, where it's very, uh, it's very true to the period it takes place in, and but they still throw in like some supernatural stuff that makes it really fun. Okay. Um. Yeah. I. I. It is one I wanted to check out. Um. Is it more because. This movie isn't so much horror as it is like a thriller. Um, yeah, is the witch like a horror movie? Uh, I'd say it's as much of a horror movie as this is. Like okay. they don't do a lot of shit where like it's super horrific images. Okay, but it, it's it's a lot of like creepy imagery. Okay. I actually and there's a fucking there's a there's a haunted goat named Black Philip in it that's badass. <laughs> I actually got into it like the same discussion last night when I was talking to Ghost Hunter Dave about like I'll, I'll bring it up a little bit later, but we got into a conversation about um, what horror movies we like, and I yeah. and I don't necessarily like horror as much as he does, or maybe even you, but I do like a psychological thriller. So, like, when yeah. it's ghosts and goblins and stuff, I'm like, eh, whatever. Like, I can have fun with that, but I don't really get into it as much as, like, the twisted... What, what like, drives a man to go crazy? And I think... 
Oh yeah. That's no, what... that's that's the kind of horror I like too. Like it it's not so much the situation, it's like what's bringing about the situation. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that that's what um I like I like about this as well. Cuz I yeah. first saw it it was like an action or a not action drama, a, a horror drama. But mm-hmm. I, and then when it finished I'm like, well, it doesn't really have a ton of horror in it. Like there's violence and yeah. um a bit of creepy imagery. But horror? Yeah. I don't think so. So like, but horror is like a weird genre that encapsulates a lot of stuff too. So, I know as long as there's like something scary in it, you can be like, "Oh, it's a horror." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, so yeah, oh, you did bring up him, um, becoming like that squid thing at the very at the top of the lighthouse. That was like, what the fuck is even going on here? <laughs> so that there's that one part where like. Uh, you can. It sounds like he's jerking off, and then there's like this weird slimy stuff falling on mm-hmm. Robert Pattinson's face, and I'm like, oh my, is he seriously jizzing on his face right now? <laughs> yeah, but then you see like a big love Lovecraftian yeah, tentacles then, up there. Yeah, and then, yeah, and then you see, and then you see like a tentacle, and I'm like, oh, thank God. Because <laughs> I thought the exact same thing. It sounds like somebody's fapping up there, and Rob Pattinson. <laughs> is just fucking staring up through the grate watching him beat off or whatever. And I'm like, what is this guy's MO here? <laughs> He's watching him fuck his mattress. He's watching him beat off. He's beaten off to some mermaid sta- like little figurine in a shed. Like, what? what's going on? Um, one thing of this movie I did kind of miss, and I was hoping you could maybe fill me in a little bit about it, um, he gave a little bit of backstory about himself. Uh, Rob Pattinson did, where he used yeah. to be a logger. And yeah. Th- there was it's one part of the movie where I kind of got distracted with um, Macy coming in and out of the room. Yeah. Um. What 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 on when what all went on with that? So like his supervisor when he was a logger was the was the Ephraim Winslow the name that he takes on, and he said there was one time when they were when they were logging, like you're supposed to like ride the logs down the lake back like in the 1800s. Yeah. And then like, uh, just like a, a random wave came along where like he was able to stay up and his supervisor couldn't. And he fell and he had, and, uh, Robert Penzen had just enough time to save him, but he just chose not to, like he was like either froze or whatever. And he just watched him get swallowed up by the logs. And like, he didn't really know how to react. So he just was like, well, I, I'm going to go smoke. <laughs> Oh, damn. So like he, he, so like he like watched a person die, and it like kind of like made him catatonic, and then he was he didn't know re- really how to react to it. Damn. Okay. I I think I caught most of that then, but then I wasn't sure if I missed anything or not. Yeah. But yeah. But his. But that guy's name was Ephraim Winslow, which is the name that he says he is when he first gets there. Right. Okay. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Do you have? I don't have any more notes about the this flick. Do you got anything else you want to add? So like, uh, much like all the weird shit that we watch, I do have like a a, a crackpot theory about this. <laughs> <laughs> all right. But like, um, well, when I was first reading, uh, a lot of the theories that I was reading online was that this is kind of like a roundabout way of telling the story of Prometheus, which is like a Greek. It's like a. I think it's like a Greek story yeah about like a guy who uh defies the gods and takes fire from them right and then like ends up being tortured for for doing so 
I think I think I heard that. I think I think that yeah. think that's the the story or whatever. Yeah, you're right. But like, I took it as like, uh, I feel like this is like their like the Eggers interpretation of what they think uh, purgatory is. Okay. Where uh, Willem Dafoe and uh, Robert Pattinson are the same person, but Robert Pattinson is the old, but uh, Willem Dafoe is the older version of him, and Robert Pattinson's the younger version of him. And the true test to see if you go to heaven or hell is whether or not the two versions of yourself can coexist. Oh, okay. So, like, uh, and then I think, like, the main message of the whole movie is how uh, toxic masculinity can uh, change someone over time where it turns them into something that cannot coexist with, like, what's your what your natural self is. Because the whole movie is... Willem Dafoe trying to be, like, that man's man, where it's like, you work hard, you bury all your feelings, and then when it gets too tough, then you you drink. <laughs> and that's all he really does throughout the whole movie, and tries to shape Robert Pattinson into that kind of person throughout, even down to where, like, he wants to confess this terrible thing that he did. He starts, like, uh, he starts kind of... Uh, chastising him like why just why just spill your beans and all this shit like <laughs> i think that's like the main message of the movie is like and that's why like they focus so heavy on the the lighthouse and i think that's why they wanted to show male dongs most throughout because it was like <laughs> like that's like the main message of the whole movie is that like uh Willem Dafoe has been beaten down to where like he's spoke he's a man's man and he does what men do. And Robert Pattinson is just young enough where he is his own person and he's being shaped by this man's man that's making him do things that he's not totally comfortable with. Right. But like I think like the movie itself, because they're both named Thomas the movie itself is telling you that they're the same person. It's just what time has done to each end or what time has done to the Willem Dafoe part of this person is shaping what like the younger part is. I, and then at the end, and then at the end where like he's, he rejects it and like is too broken to come back from it is when he essentially goes to hell where he's like tortured for the rest of his life. I E eaten and shit on by birds <laughs> yeah i could uh of of you, most of your crackpot theories that one doesn't uh that one doesn't strike me as very weird and where what frame <laughs> of mind were you in when <laughs> you came up with this it, this one i can follow yeah but even even at the beginning when they first get there like you see the two people leave and they're kind of leaving hand in hand almost what well, granted they're holding like a chest between themselves but it's like it show it kind of shows you like this is what a successful version of this looks like mm. where they leave together and they they get off the island and but then you get exposed to these two where you see how they're breaking each other down and i think that's like like i said this is like the eggers version of what they think purgatory is where you meet your older version meets your younger version. And if you could, if you can coexist, then you go to heaven. Hmm. Hmm. Well, what a crackpot theory you got. I don't think it's so crackpot <laughs> this time, but 
So congrats to you. Congrats. Oh, oh thank you. <laughs> well, why don't we just get into what we thought about the movie um, as a grade? Uh, I'll, All right. I'll go first since this was an experiment upon me. Uh, All right. I'll, I'll go in saying I really was enamored with the movie from right off the bat. I thought it had... Uh, great scenery. I thought the soundtrack was nice and haunting. Um, the actors did an amazing job. I don't have a ton of criticisms, really. Um, I can see how this movie would not be for everyone. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> but it, I think it was for me. So I quite liked it. I would probably give it an A-. minus. Really? Yeah. I thought yeah, it was... But- I it, I mean it wasn't my favorite thing in the world either, but I yeah I can appreciate it a lot more for what it was than a lot of other movies that you get me to watch. <laughs> so I yeah I would I would I would recommend this to others. Um, I don't know if they would take me up on that offer, but I I quite liked it. I would give it an A minus. Wow, I was I went into this expecting to just be in full defense of it. But I'm right in the same boat as you. Like I, like I think even going into my second viewing of it this time, I was like, oh, I'll probably like maybe like a B, B plus. But my second time watching it, I think I liked it even more. And yeah, I'm giving this an A minus for sure because I don't know. Yeah, like I was just the the way they, the way both of them commit in their insane ways <laughs> to all these scenes. Yeah. Is, even that is just worth watching it because they do not hold back in almost any scene in this. <laughs> no. Whether they are fighting with each other or dancing with each other or sitting quietly just oh hearing him being talked at by Willem Dafoe. <laughs> it, <laughs> it's, I, I, like, I like it wholeheartedly. I want to see if I can get my dad to watch it and see what he thinks. He's probably going to think it's real weird. Oh my- but, God, uh, I would love for Dwayne to watch this. <laughs> I, uh, I'll, uh, I'll see if I can see if he'll buy it because he'll he just still buys movies outright on DVD. Like, hey, Dad, uh, I, I picked up this DVD for you. Why don't you check it out? Let me know how you how it was. <laughs> we're just gonna sit in the deli and talk about the lighthouse. <laughs> oh, it'd be so good. Um, well, besides the lighthouse, have you been into anything else this last week there, JT? Uh, well, me and Molly started the uh, new show by Justin Roiland on Hulu called Solar Opposites. Yeah, I wanted to uh, check this out. It's kind of, it. it's very Rick and Morty-ish. Well, it almost completely reminds me of Rick and Morty in almost every single way. <laughs> but they try and take, like, the the out there ideas of Rick and Morty and try and fit it into like alien ideology and yeah if you if you like rick and morty in any way shape or form you're gonna love this because they they do they'll even do uh like uh side stories where uh the quote-unquote children of the alien family that comes there uh they built like like what's essentially kind of like a hamster terrarium out of like a wall in their house and one of them is obsessed with just shrinking people and putting them in this wall. <laughs> and like they're, they're doing like a whole, like, they have like a whole uh, Mad Max, uh, 
like Mad Max side story with like just the people in the wall that they'll cut to every once in a while. That's fucking hilarious. Awesome. <laughs> like they even like breaks down their own currency where it's like because like the 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 girl child of the family feels bad for him, so she feeds them candy. So candy is like their their currency. <laughs> <laughs> like so like they're always like trying to like pay pay with candy and shit, but then like if you get trunk and you have like something weird in your pockets, like you're considered like a millionaire. Like they there's like one one episode that I watched where uh one of like one of them got one person got shrunk with like a Playboy in their pocket and they're like considered like one of the most powerful people in here. Because it's like it's like reading material and there's not much reading material. So like they're like bartering for like insulin for like their dad that has diabetes and shit and it's like <laughs> it's fucking it's so out there but it's like it's like classic it feels like rick and morty but they try and do more of like a like a, a space alien take on all, on everything so if you love rick and morty you're gonna like solar opposites all right right on sounds good and that's pretty much all i've been into well me and molly are watching back to the future too we just we just finished uh, part two, and we're going to watch part three pretty soon. But yeah, Back to the Future is so good. Yeah. What's uh, So this question has been going on uh, semi-recently, because Back to the Future has been like trending as it's been on Netflix. Um, what uh, What's your favorite, or what's the order from your favorite to least favorite? I'm going to probably have to say one is my favorite, and then probably three, and then two. Yeah, see, that's the same with me. Two, for whatever reason, I think it's bogged down in itself. There's some fun stuff in it, but I think three's like way more fun. Yeah, like I think, I think uh, two tries to be way too complicated, and then three goes back to just that simple premise of one time frame. And it's the it's the wicked wild west, baby. <laughs> Yeah, wicked wild, wicked wild, wild. <laughs> <laughs> um, I haven't been into much of anything. Um, I was uh for a good portion of the week trying to finish what we were going to be reviewing for Monday. Uh, so I've been doing that. <laughs> um, otherwise, like, uh, I oh last night. Um, so did I tell you? that uh, somebody contributed $15 to the Imperious Rex Patreon so we would review or uh, or we do a commentary for House of Wax. Oh yes, how would that go? So we did that last night. Um <laughs> we I have it on my uh another tab on my audacity to edit together. But uh I'll I'll just give you two uh, this little hint right now for the listeners. We barely talk about House of Wax. <laughs> <laughs> But so did, did you did you like do it like Mystery Science Theater three thousand style or just talk about it? We had it going. We hit play at the same time and talked over the whole movie, even like through the whole credits. And, yeah, uh, we talked about things going on. It wasn't like Mystery Science Theater. I mean, some parts were like for yeah. for a little stint of it. Uh, I thought Dave was trying to like mouth the dialogue to the movie and like make up like dialogue with the, what this guy was saying. <laughs> so we did that for like, I don't know, like two minutes before we realized we suck at it. <laughs> but, uh, it was, 
it was a good time, I would have to say. So that's going to go up uh, as soon as I get it edited to patrons first um, because they paid for it, <laughs> obviously. And then it will probably be hosted on this um, channel as well. Like, we'll put it up on YouTube and we'll probably put it up on this review review um, uh, podcast channel in like a couple weeks. Right on. So if you want to listen to it, then you can. But uh, first things first, it's going to go up on the Patreon. So check that out if you are a patron. Um, but that's pretty much all I've been doing. Doing a lot of po- podcasting uh, this last week. I haven't been had a lot of time for anything else. So that brings me to this, JT. It's near the end of the show. Where yeah. can they, Where could they find you? Hey, they can always find me at Bucky for everyone on Twitter, also Bucky for everyone on Instagram, and Bucky for everyone on Snapchat. Troy! You can find me at Troy to the Max on Twitter. Hey, find us both at Review Review Pod on Twitter as well. All of our new episodes are uploaded onto ReviewReviewPod.podbean.com, uh, as well as almost every other podcasting site, such as Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. And if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, you can rate and review us there, because if you like the show, that helps other people find the show. And if you want to write in, you can also do that at ReviewReviewPod at gmail.com. While you're visiting us at our Twitter site, please vote for the Tournament of Random Movies. We have the final four right now. Which is Brewster's Millions versus uh, Whiplash. Whiplash. Um, so do that. That's going to be the show. That'll there do. You it. Go. What do we got so for Monday? For Monday, Troy. Yes. We're 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 still going under star warrantine. <laughs> we, we have old Coach Havens coming back. We're going to be talking about. The thing that you've probably been <laughs> trying to get through this last week. <laughs> <laughs> With Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones. We're going to see... I tried to get out of out of uh, Cole earlier today, how, how far he made it through it. And he said, you got to wait for the show. <laughs> oh, okay. So he is he is keeping it close to the chest. Right. I can't wait to see what happens for our Monday show of Star Warrantine episode 2 Attack of the Clones. And I do have I do have an episode for Thursday. Boy. Okay. Because I just saw available on Hulu. Okay. So it's free. We've been talking about it. Great. Troy. Let's do Demolition Man. Oh my goodness. The, the movie that yes. has eluded me my whole life? <laughs> Sly Stallone and Wesley Snipes fight in the future <laughs> where you wipe your ass with three seashells. Very good. What a premise. <laughs> <laughs> Demolition Man. All right. <laughs> so yeah, Demolition Man for next week. Very good. Awesome. Uh, so there you go. You got the next two shows on the docket. Set your clocks. They'll be out. Don't you worry about that. Uh, but until next time, where we're talking Attack of the Clones with good old God. C. Havens, I have been short of the max extreme. I am JG3K. And we are off.